Whether it's gumboots or rugby boots, the Country Sport Breakfast has you covered on Gold Sport, your home of live commentary. 12 away from 8, slipping on the gumboots and heading into the rural fields of Canterbury now. Catching up with Rob Cope-Williams. Good morning, ICW. Good morning, VK. I want to talk about the cost of shearing, low wool prices. That must really sadly lead to a, a swing away from wool breeds. It's worse than that, buddy. <laughs> it really is worse than that. Uh, yeah, there's a move away totally from uh, from wool breeds, and and there's a big emphasis now. It's starting to loom, it's sort of rising out of the waters, if you like, uh, towards shedding sheep or, or hair sheep, as they're known. Basically, um, the downside is that the the present available sheep that either shed or what they call them hair ones because you don't share them that just drops off and becomes compost i suppose i don't know uh really is the uh, the lack of genetics and the genetics uh aren't proving the fertility which are obviously the the common breeds have got uh, and nor the productivity so in other words it's all very well having a, an animal that you don't have to share and you don't because you're not getting any any price for the wool or anything uh, but you do necessarily you you really do need a carcass and the carcass weight so mm. uh people like uh, PGG Rights and that, we chat to them about this during the week, actually, uh, and they said, no, well, we've got to be very careful uh, from to, to get from the right genetic pool. Because just be, don't buy any old rubbish because you can't afford the shearers, but make sure that the genetics are there and they're working very, very hard on, on productivity as far as the carcass is concerned and, and obviously fertility because... Um, you know, you look at the corridors, look at any of the breeds, they're, they're, they're big on fertility and they're getting twins and triplets left, right and centre. So, uh, But yeah, there's still many waters ahead, I'm afraid, still, mm, mate. Interesting times indeed. Uh, we'll turn our attention to wine, and I hear that the wine lake is getting bigger around the world. <laughs> you and I have got some work to do. Oh, well, we have. <laughs> I've started. That is the wine industry. It's, I, I reckon by, the, by all reports, but it's no longer a lake. It's now an ocean. Really? Um, and, and really, I mean, the global red sales, global red sales are down 4.2%, uh, and the white sales are 3.6% down across the whole of the globe. Um, and, and that means that basically you've got a whole lot of wine that hasn't been sold, it hasn't been consumed, uh, you are allowed to, if you've got the, 19, the 2023 vintage, for example, and you've got a whole lot of 22 left, you can blend 15% of the 22 into the 23, but only 15%. So there is going to be a hell of a lot of wine that's still left. And, and what are you doing with it, I suppose? I mean, you can... You, you... <laughs> drink, really, it. I mean, that, that, drink it! Uh, drink we'll it! Do that's, our, that's, that's, we'll that's do our best! <laughs> the other thing is that, that apparently rosé, I hope you don't like rosé, but apparently that was very fashionable and the fashion has now changed. Uh, but Saint Blanc is still very strong. It gives me terrible heartburn, but, but I'm a Chardonnay man. But, but anyway, and the, the interesting thing, though, that and, and what I was really intrigued to find out is the reason for this downturn is gin. Gin, apparently, mm-hmm. there's apparently a whole range of flavoured gins and all sorts yes. of gins, and even little Geraldine produces one called Humdinger. And apparently that's where the young people are going, and the sales for gin is absolutely up through the roof. So, yeah, I think we should have a wee campaign, BK. Let's save the wine industry. Right, you and I will get together, and uh, we'll, we'll do our very, very best. RCW, nice to catch up, mate. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers, buddy.